Want to flip real estate in your self-directed IRA? There are big dollars and quick to be made this way, but many people are concerned, me included, that doing so could be a prohibited transaction, and a brand new court case sheds some light on that controversy. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you about it right now in episode number 82. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. It's a beautiful scenario. You buy a property, have it renovated, resell it, and you make a huge profit. And then to top it all off, you don't pay a dime in tax because you, rather brilliantly, did the entire transaction through your self-directed IRA. And the financial potential in such things can be really, really big. For example, I know that my team of real estate flippers who provide a completely outsourced end-to-end real estate flipping service for investors like you, well, they routinely generate net profits of 10 to 20% cash-on-cash return in six months or less. And RealtyTrack recently reported that the average gross profit on real estate flips during the first quarter of this year was a whopping $72,450. Can you imagine getting numbers like that in your IRA and not paying a single penny of tax on the profits? Well, if you've done that already, kudos to you. Great idea. Or is it? Well, there's a lingering controversy surrounding this very idea. The controversy is this. Does the performance of a real estate flip in your self-directed IRA run afoul of the limitations put on you by the IRS? And yes, though they're few in number, there are restrictions on how your retirement account can be used. And the subtle nature of this beast called prohibited transactions has caused a lot of lost sleep and lost money among entirely well-intentioned investors. So I'll tell you what's happened and then how those of you who want to get results like that can do so without ever lifting a hammer or doing anything else other than funding the transaction. So let's get started. A few years ago, a man named Michael Cherwenka filed a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. He had a self-directed IRA at Pensco, and he included his IRA as an exempt asset in order to make sure the trustee couldn't take it away as part of the Chapter 7 process. Now, this is a bankruptcy case to be sure, so if you're not expecting to face bankruptcy, you may be tempted to disregard this information. Don't do it, my friends. Determination of the presence of a prohibited transaction is a very common occurrence in bankruptcy court, the relevance of which is much broader than just for those who are financially troubled. This is about your IRA much more than it's about bankruptcy. So, what's the issue? Well, Cherwenka had performed a number of real estate flips in his account, in which he had directed his IRA to purchase property, then hired and paid contractors using his IRA, then sold the property, allowing the profits to land tax-free in that IRA. Now, based on the numbers that my team is producing, I imagine that Cherwenka amassed an impressive sum pretty quickly. So, it's only natural he'd want to keep that protected. That's where things got sticky. The bankruptcy trustee, who's essentially the adversary of a debtor like Cherwenka in a bankruptcy case, well, the trustee wants to make sure that no assets are exempt so that he, the trustee, can target those assets for liquidation. So the trustee attacked Cherwenka's claim that the IRA was an exempt asset based on the notion that Cherwenka had committed a prohibited transaction. A prohibited transaction is, in layman's terms, anything that a retirement account owner might do with their account which brings the account owner or a related party any type of direct or indirect benefit. The idea is simply that anything that's done with a retirement account should benefit that account only and not the account owner. 
The ramifications of a prohibited transaction are huge. In this case, the ramification would be that if the IRA was determined to be guilty of a prohibited transaction, the account would lose its status as an IRA and the legal protection that's baked into an IRA, well, that protection would be gone and the trustee would be able to take the IRA from Cherwenka as part of the Chapter 7 bankruptcy. That, in turn, would have created huge tax liabilities in the form of income taxes, penalties, and interest from the year when the prohibited transaction occurred. In short, prohibited transactions create a huge mess. The stakes are massive. So the trustee chose to attack Cherwinka's IRA on the basis of a rule that says an account holder can't provide services to his retirement account, and that Cherwinka did so by way of researching the property to be purchased and then appointing and approving work on the properties and by overseeing payment from his account at Pensco. All of these things, so the trustee claimed, violated the prohibition against providing services to one's own IRA. What did the judge rule? Well, he ruled in Trewinka's favor that those activities do not constitute a prohibited transaction, even though they are services performed for the IRA. Why? Trewinka did not receive a salary or other direct or indirect benefit other than an increase in the value of the IRA. The judge concluded that a transaction must have occurred before it's possible for that transaction to be prohibited. And in this case, since Trewinka received no salary or other benefit, no transaction happened between Trewinka and his IRA. So that's great news for Cherwinka. He gets to keep his IRA. But what does that mean for you? Well, officially not much. Bankruptcy cases do not establish legal precedent that must be followed in the same way that non-bankruptcy cases do. So officially, this ruling is relevant for Cherwinka only and is not relevant for anyone else. Unofficially, the news is much better. Although bankruptcy judges aren't required to consider other bankruptcy cases, the practical reality is that many do simply because that makes it easier for them to come to a decision on their own. I certainly would not go so far as to say that this is definitive evidence that performing flips in an IRA is not automatically a prohibited transaction, but it's certainly a very positive sign, very positive indeed. But there's a much better way to get flips done where there's no question but that you're not providing those services to your IRA. What is that way? Don't do it yourself, any of it. Don't pick the house, don't pick the contractors, don't pick the realtors, none of it. How? There's a growing trend among affluent, self-directed investors that I call fully outsourced flipping. The basic idea is simple. You, as an investor with available capital, partner with a team of real estate professionals who have the ability to acquire high-equity houses, fully renovate them, and remarket them for a profit. The profits are then split between the investor, that's you, and the real estate professionals. Now, I've got particular familiarity with one group of flippers because they're my team, and the results they're producing are astounding. If you're interested in learning about this phenomenon of fully outsourced flipping, then you should check out my special training webinar about that very topic. It's available right now, and for you members of SDI Nation, there is no cost. Check it out right now at sdiradio.com slash flip. Again, sdiradio.com slash flip. Folks, thank you for joining me today. And as always, invest wisely today. Live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 